Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. This is a time period of retribution. Retribution is receiving either reward for making right decisions or punishment for making wrong decisions. It's a very it's a very important place. Things are not going to keep getting by with. The just that have lived by faith are not going to, God cannot let the devil keep having his way with the just. Because God is just. Those that have chosen to follow him, he's not going to keep letting the devil get by with hassling. And then those that are just want to do their own thing, go their own way, he's going to let the consequences fall. And in the middle of all of it, he's given us a chance, all of humanity. To repent. Okay? So, in the middle of it, how many of you ever done something stupid? Nita, Nita was talking about their stupidness. In the middle of it, all you got to do is just stop and repent. Everybody say repent. Quit trying to figure everything out on your own way. God's ways are not your ways. That means that his his ways are high. Ours are low. Most people take the low way. That's what fallen human nature does. Try to take you through the low way. Low ways tries to take the easy path. Instead of doing it right, we do it halfway and then have to redo it again. I want to tell you this dream. I'm going to let you sit down a minute. I have to stand the whole time, so... I'm going to let you sit down in a minute. Dad, my dad, I've heard him tell this many times. He had a dream. And he's, he's jumping hurdles. And he's doing real good until he came to a hurdle that was just a little bit higher than the rest of the hurdles. And so what he did when he came to that hurdle, he went around it. And he's jumping the other hurdles because there's the same height. And he saw two angels take that hurdle that he missed, take it around and put it back out in front of him again. He did this two or three times. It's time for the mountain to be moved. But you're going to have to face it. Didn't say anything about not facing it. You're going to have to face it with the Word of God in your mouth. Amen? Glory to God. Father, we worship you. We praise you. Lord, we clear our minds and give you our undivided attention. 
Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, as far as I'm concerned, give me clear thought, accurate words of what you want us to say today. And give us all ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We give you praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to take this time, and while you're, you greet someone around you, those that are uh, the, the 180, that's our youth ministry, we're going to dismiss them to go to their small group. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Greet somebody. It's about time you become friendly again. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can button this. I need to look presentable. All right. Look, look, listen, if it looks a little tight, this is a new year. Okay? New year. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm going to encourage you. I know that you've had uh, your holiday situation. I get all that. and you, you couldn't be here. I want you to go back to New Year's Eve. And uh, we're talking about a direction that God wants us to go in. This is going to be a time. It's going to be different than what we've had for the last few years. In fact, you're living... And making history. You're in a generation that's making history. It's amazing what we've seen in the last few years, couple of years really, where historical things have taken place that nobody in this generation has seen. I didn't say they didn't happen before. I said that nobody in this generation has seen. Of course, we had the pandemic. They automatically go back to the pandemic of the uh, Spanish flu. Parallels there. God has been saying something to us. And then we see that uh, we've had inflation that's a whole younger generation hadn't seen back in the 70s because of stupid decisions. And we, many people have never seen it. We've also seen that just recently we've, if you've been paying attention, most people have been paying attention to this because we really don't care. And we don't understand. We get too busy in our everyday lives. But you have witnessed this last week something that transpired in Washington, D.C. about the election of the Speaker of the House. If you don't understand civics, you don't understand the importance of what transpired. It's the first time that in many decades, in fact, a hundred years, a hundred years, 1923, that any Speaker of the House hasn't been rubber stamped. hundred years. How many of you hundred years old here today? That means none of us have seen it. Now, 
It goes even further back than that. That's only one time after the Civil War that that happened. It's only happened 14 times before this. The next date would have been, I think it's 1856 or something like that, in which it took that long. So, listen carefully. 20, 23 has not transpired in the, in the election of the Speaker of the House. The next, it goes past 120, uh, and 20, I mean 1923 to 1950, I mean 1856. So that's a hundred and what? I don't know, 60 years or so. I know there ain't nobody in here 160. You say, what does that have to do with anything? A lot of times, in the physical realm, when I say physical realm, I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about what you can see with your natural eyes and hear with your natural ears. Has not transpired in our lifetime. God's saying something. Now, you will also see that in this, I was listening to it, and I don't know, was it the 15th, 16th time of a vote came up, and the speaker wasn't elected. And there was 200 far, and there was 20 holdouts. Are you listening? I want to make sure you hear that. 10% changed the course of history. I want to say that one more time. 10% changed the course of history. On Saturday, uh, I mean on Friday evening, early into Saturday, probably Saturday morning, we finally got a, an election of a speaker. However, the 20 that held out that the news media say we're a bunch of renegades and the sky's falling, the sky's falling, we're going to fall apart, actually changed the course of history. And most of you have no clue what I'm talking about. Because all you heard was that nonsense that there's chaos up there. And actually I heard some even God-fearing politicians that were saying they're just disruptors. Well, what are they disrupting? Are you following me? You see, if you listen to the world... And I'll be honest with you, I started listening to some people that I highly respect and started hearing their opinions and started saying, wow, I don't know about this. And then God kind of pulled me back on the reins, you know. Instead of letting my thoughts run everywhere, he kind of, y'all know what a bit in a horse's mouth is? Okay. In other words, he wouldn't let me say nothing. He said, shut up. And this is what he said, my spirit. I'm doing something that you don't know nothing about. And if you were here, I was it Wednesday night, I, I had us all pray. I said, we need to be praying because God's saying he's doing something. The rules and the agreements that this 20%, these 20 people held out for, 
are going to change the course of Congress. Now listen very carefully. Americans have murmured against Congress. They despise Congress more than any other elected official. Only 17% of Americans believe that Congress is doing a good job. Why? It was because of the rules. There has been something wrong in our lifetime when you can take a 4,000 page bill that has $1.7 trillion attached to it and give a member of Congress 24 hours to decide their vote. Why would you do that? The only reason why you do it is you're trying to hide something. That can no longer happen with this Congress because of these 20 people that held out until these changes were made. But if you'd listen to the news media, you'd think the sky was falling. You're, for the first time in probably 160 years, for the first time, you got to witness in this generation how our government's supposed to work. He said, well, what has this got to do with what you're saying, with the spiritual aspects? Always remember this. You live life in many spheres. In other words, many arenas. Whether you like it or not, and I've told God years ago, I hate politics. The reason why we hate it is because... We've never seen it operate right. And why haven't we done that? There has been no impact of the church. I knew he was going to get on that politics stuff. <laughs> that is affecting your children in school and keeping them in a state of confusion on whether or not they're even a boy or a girl. It's confused America on whether or not it's right to kill babies that have done no wrong to anybody. Innocence. It's also an arena that affects your finances. Haven't you noticed the price of milk and eggs and bread and gas? All of these bills have been brought up without a discussion on the floor where the American people where the American people could see it. This is the first time in our lifetime. Glory to God. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, why are you talking about this? I'm going to set the pace for you that these things are a reflection of the spiritual aspect. Everything in your life has a spiritual attachment to you are a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. Your body is not you. It's what you live in. Let me ask you a question. 
Is your house you? No, it's a reflection of you. You go in there and decorate it the way you want to. You go in there and move furniture the way you, you want to for your function. Listen, I was going to get into teaching this. But I, I, have to, I guess I've got to set the stage to give people understanding. Your body is your house. But it's not you. It reflects you. The arrangement of that house reflects your personality. Now listen very carefully what I'm fixing to say. Your personality is in the soulish realm. And people say, God, God made me the way I am. No, He didn't. If you were made the way God created you to be, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Fallen human nature took over through the fall of Adam and Eve. And, listen carefully, distorted your spirit to where your spirit has not been in charge. You don't think in terms of spirituality. The natural person does not think in terms of spirituality. They're hidden from him. And so, your mind, your will, and your emotions have been arranged by that fallen human nature that governs the appetites of your body. Okay? And it is reflected. Listen carefully. I, Pastor Ronnie's not... Say this with me. I love Pastor Ronnie. I'm going to say it with this, even if it's by faith right now. Your health is not the responsibility of our government. Your finances is not the responsibility of the government. Your family is not the responsibility of government. Okay? All of these things have a ripple effect because our politics has had no spirituality in it. I'm not here talking about politics. I'm here talking about the straying away from the wisdom of God. The title for this morning is Wisdom's Light. Go with me to Psalms 119. We started out on, with this on New Year's Eve, and I want you to, we've taken time with it. I cannot go back for time's sake. That's why we have them on podcasts. You can go back to the website, and you can look at all this. <clears throat> I just say this, we're going to be dealing with excellence all year long. And we're going to start with the foundation of wisdom. Okay? Wisdom has to be in place for you to have a life of excellence. Okay? Psalms 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, if there is no word of God, 
There will be no lamp unto my feet and no light unto my path. You're in the dark. So you have no idea where God's telling you to step. How many of you have ever had a pet in the backyard? How many of you ever stepped out into your backyard and stepped into it? Ignorance and confusion represents the dark. I wouldn't have stepped in it if I'd have known it was there. The devil's trick is to keep us in the dark. He is the spirit of darkness. But the word of God is a lamp unto my feet so I can see where I'm stepping. Okay? It's also a light. Now, let me show you what's going on. Our atmosphere in the world today, in this generation, is full of darkness. We have information, but we can't even trust the information. Just because it's put out there, social media puts all kinds of stuff out there. And people give their opinion, and their opinion they take is truth. How many of you ever had an opinion about somebody until you got to know them? I know, there are a lot of people have an opinion about me. A lot of people do. Because they, get, they, they come here and listen to this. I've had some people, I know during this period of time of darkness, I've, I've kind of challenged people. I get it. And that's because I've been being challenged. Darkness will keep you from stepping where you're supposed to step. If you deviate in your step, you get off course and you don't know why you can't meet your destination. Are you following me? How many of you have ever plugged into your GPS where you're going to go? And you kind of knew where it was at. You kind of had an idea of the uh, basic roads that you're going to take. But then all of a sudden, it maps up out a pattern that you're not familiar with. How many of you ever blown her off or him, whichever one you... How many of you ever blown it off? Well, I know where I'm going. Why, why am I paying attention? I don't understand this. I'm trying to go to the northeast side and it's taking me to the northwest side. So I blow it off. What you don't know is there is a delay construction or a road closure that you don't know nothing about. And so you're just bright like I am. I don't need you. I did real good without you. And so I get stuck in traffic for an hour. Hello? Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You didn't have light on the subject. Now listen very carefully. 
Do you know how that GPS is, is programmed? By satellite. Do you understand a satellite has the beginning of your destination, the end of your destination, and what roads you're supposed to take in the middle of that journey to go to that destination. But you only have an insight as to where you're at at the moment. Are you following me? Well, the Word of God is like that. In fact, I believe the GPS was was actually invented based off the Word of God. My point is that many times Christians think they have a better idea than God. Nita and Trey was talking about missing their GPS, if you don't know what she was talking about this morning. They had their GPS turned off and they was going to do it after their own understanding. Now, just remember this. If thine eye is evil, thy whole body is full of darkness. Jesus said that. What is he talking about? If thine eye be evil. Well, anytime you deviate from the word of God, you're turning towards evil. And then the under, that word light has to do with understanding then my whole understanding is full of darkness. Here I am trying to discern what's taking place in Washington by the pundits and the opinions of everybody but God, and I would have missed praying for what God wanted to do for us to finally get things established in a right direction because we cannot go in the right direction unless we take the first step and establish it with light. You follow? Well, the same thing is true in the beginning of this year. We have stepped over into 2023, which started, listen carefully, with the Jewish calendar in September of 5783. Remember the number three. Trey got up here last week, last uh, 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 fact, uh, New Year's Eve, and said God just told him prosperity, 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 three times. Why? Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit first, soul second, then your body third. Now listen very, very carefully. I am not, this is not having to do with condemning anybody. It's quite the opposite. But it's time for us to get our act together and get the mountains moved. We, God is saying, I am pivoting the atmosphere to line things up for retribution. Everybody say retribution. retribution. Retribution is nothing more than receiving the consequence of good decisions or receiving the consequence of bad decisions. Y'all still love Jesus? Can you give me that same verse 
that we just read in Psalms 119, 105 in the Passion Translation. Okay? Holler at me when y'all got it. A path, by the way, the path is a trampled down pathway. In other words, it is some, somebody else blazed the trail before you got here. Somebody else paved it. They trampled down. They were the trailblazers. Jesus is the trailblazer. And those in, in, in church history that followed him in their generation was to have the retribution of good choices. Are you following me? It's going to be a great year for you. But you can't blow God off and it'd be a good year. You know how many times as a pastor I've dealt with people that want to make stupid choices and then want me to pray blessing on them. I can put my hands on your head until every hair falls off and your head is bald, slick. And pronounce a blessing on you. But if you keep choosing stupid, stupid is, and stupid gets what stupid is. Okay? Watch this verse. Truths shining light guides me in my choices and decision. The revelation from your word makes my pathway clear. It gets rid of all the darkness, gets rid of all the muddy water, so to speak, gets rid of the confusion, makes my path clear. Do you, have, you, you and I are going to need the wisdom of God in the days ahead. Because in the world, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, which we're going to invest time in, I don't know that I can get to it today, but by the grace of God, we're going to study Isaiah 60, 1 through 5. This is what he says. Arise and shine, for thy light has come. In fact, let's just go there. Isaiah 60. I got some things I want to share with you so much. How many of you hearing, already hearing the Holy Spirit kind of nudge you? Look at this. Isaiah 60, 1 through 5. And we'll try to get through 5. Arise and shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, the first thing he says to do is do what? Arise. Arise means to become powerful. Be established. Be confirmed. Stand. Endure. To be fixed. To be proven. Look at this. To be persistent. Thank God that there was insight on 20 people in the House of Congress that had some insight. We're not going back to the dark ages. We have had the light come. 
And guess what it was? It was a group of people that most of them were newly elected. We're not going to stay with the status quo. And so they stood firm. Glory to God. Forcing the change. Do you think if the devil, listen carefully, do you think if the devil possessed somebody that he's just willing to go? Just because you said, get out of here? It's kind of, if you understand in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, uh, 40 days he was tempted. How many days? 40. How many times did he said, get out of here, devil? The devil didn't go for the first time. He didn't go for the second time. He didn't go for the third time. Until finally he left uh, after the third temptation. And then, interesting verse, says he, he left to wait for a more opportune time. So guess where he appeared again? In the garden. My point is, we've got to understand some things. If we don't understand them, we're doomed to repeat our own failures and then want to know why God don't undertake. Now listen, I'm talking, I'm talking about my, your, individually. I'm talking about every sphere of your life. Financially, some of you've got, you can't keep repeating the same choices and have a different outcome. Now look at me and pay attention. I'm saying this with all love, even though I may sound stern. You're not going to get your health back eating the same way you always have. I said health. God will heal people. They'll go right out and a few days later they'll lose the healing they got here in this service. Jesus, you're so good. Look at this. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But, everybody say but. Glory to God, this is one of the butts I love. <laughs> but the Lord shall arise upon thee. Watch this. And his glory shall be seen on thee. Glory to God. And the Gentiles, that means the non-believer, shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Here's the deal, folks. I've heard this all my life. I've heard my parents say it over and over again. It's getting darker out there. It's getting darker out there. But do you know the interesting thing about darkness? All it does to the light is make it brighter. Dark, listen carefully. Darkness does not put out the light. Never. 
You can find that in John chapter 1. Darkness does not put out the light. All that darkness does is bring a distinction between the light and the darkness. All it does is reveal brighterness, if I could say it like that. It causes the light to be brighter. Glory to God. I hope you're hearing this. It's going to make you stand out. Quit. The church has tried to blend in. And God is saying, I sent you to be the light of the world. If there's darkness out there, then you're going to be the bright one. Turn to your neighbor and say, not the stupid one. Now, why do you need that? Because if there's no... Everybody... Don't do things because everybody's doing it. Don't listen to things because the majority is saying it. Are you following me? You and I, are we are here to be ambassadors. There's a right and a wrong way. And we're to be witnesses of the right way. Because darkness condemns people to get off course. Alright, I, I won't be able to finish that. I had not even got to my notes yet. I want to say this to you. Because we were talking about... You want to get pastors on us Thursday morning Bible study. Here's why. Glory to God. The treasures of the kingdom of heaven are to be found. They're hidden not from you, but for you. Okay? And they have to be found. You must study... And let's just give this, uh, let me help you understand, study. Study really means to diligently investigate. It doesn't just mean, well, I, gotta, I just got to work hard. No, 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 it means diligently investigate. Study, the Bible says to study, found this in 2 Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God rightly. Everybody say rightly. Right. Now, why did he put rightly in there? Because there's a wrongly. Now, listen carefully what he says. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That means the word of truth can be misused. And the majority of God's people have misused it because they diligently did not investigate. They want something on the surface because I live in a fast-paced society. Need to mention it. I live in a fast-paced society and I don't want to quiet myself down and get my thoughts in neutral and the opinions and the voices quiet 
so that I can hear from the Word of God to direct. Remember, the Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We want a quick fix. And there is no quick fix for deliverance. None. How many of you ever thought you had something dealt with and it came back like, like my dad in that dream that he had with that hurdle? How many of you ever thought, i got to take care of it, man. It's, it's behind me. And then all of a sudden, it shows up in front of me again. Glory to God. God is saying, I want to fix something. I don't want a temporary band-aid on it. Okay? Glory to God. I have said this many times. I'm going to say it one more time in case you're listening by, uh, by live stream or you're here today. If you will give five years of your life to diligence in investigating the Word of God, your life will be transformed. You won't... They, your, in fact, your personality will change. Some people say, well, God loves me just the way I am. Oh, my God, how ignorant can we be? If God loved you the way you am, why, did, why is he trying to change you? God loves you in spite of the way you am. You am is what got you in trouble. You am is what got our nation in trouble. You cannot play the part of the great I am. What you can do is humble yourself to the great I am and let him I am you. Are you following me? I taught us a whole series a number of years ago called The Unchanging, Changing the Changeable. Guess where you fit in there? Guess where I fit in there? We fit into the thing that needs to be changed. We want him to change our circumstances, but our circumstances, listen carefully, were surrounded by our choices. How many of you ever deviated from the course and wound up where you didn't know where you was at? Unfamiliar, right? You, you found yourself there. Guess what? Your choice led you in unfamiliar territory. Now you don't even know. You're lost. You don't know where you're at. You're confused, and now you get panic on the mode. And then you get somebody trying to uh, help you with it, and you're so frustrated. How many of you have ever been overwhelmed? If you haven't been overwhelmed in the last couple of years, you're so overwhelmed you don't even know you're overwhelmed. <laughs> See, God is talking. He's talking to us. He's talking to this generation. All right. Oh, Jesus. Listen to this. Because Pastor Zona was talking about understanding 
He's talking about wisdom's hidden treasures. Just do what God is saying. Take that step. Then understanding will come. Don't try to make sense of everything. Just do it and it will prove out to make sense. I, they were trying, to, all the pundits were trying to make sense of what's going on in Washington for the last four or five days. We've never seen anything like this. Oh, it's just people who's got personal, personal vendettas against somebody. It's all about, no, God was doing something. God put it in their heart. And God was changing the course of our nation not to slip back in the repeat of the last 160 years. Well, the same thing true with our own personal life. Many of us here today and those that are viewing by live stream have issues that have not been resolved because of we wanted a band-aid. And all it did was kick the can down the road. The day of retribution is here. You keep kicking that can down the road, what people don't understand is we've had Congress after Congress after Congress that kept kicking, kept kicking down the road the debt. And they've raised the debt ceiling. Do you understand how much $32 trillion worth of debt is? That means every person, not family, every person in the United States to pay that debt off would have to come up with $1 million. Do you know who did that? Darkness. All kept in the dark. If you knew that, you would have thrown a fit. But you didn't know it because it was kept in the darkness. You say, Pastor Ronnie, you hear you again. You talk about politics. Jesus. Do you understand that we, even economists will tell you, we are a debt society. Everything is driven towards debt. First thing they tell you if you want to do anything good financially is get good what? What? Because they want to keep you enslaved to debt. And all that's been kept in the dark, but it's coming to light. Glory to Jesus. Ooh, you get to live in the light. All right, watch this. When you have a relationship with wisdom is when things change and results happen. Glory to God. Now I got to my notes. <laughs> this is this. In 2000, let's see, January the 5th, I believe it is, 2000. I taught a sermon called Diamond in the Rough. In there, the previous getting prepared for it, I was praying and the Holy Spirit gave this to me while I was on my knees. 
I had to get up real quick and find a pen and paper. Say this with me out loud. Make a pen and paper available for the Holy Ghost. Now, do you want God to talk to you? Show Him you're prepared to, to pay attention to what He has to say. That you're not looking for a quick fix. You want to investigate. And this is what He told me. He said, Convenience married compromise. They lived a life of condemnation. They had four children in this order. Murmuring, complaining, strife, and the last one born was bondage. Their expectation for the future was regret. Now I want to say that one more time. Let that sink in. Convenience. What do we have in our society? Convenience. Not getting it right, just be convenient. And what have we been told? Compromise. We all just got to come into unity. It depends on what you're unifying with. If you're unifying with, around what's right, that's one thing. But if you're unifying around what's wrong, then guess what? You compromised. And the church has compromised. Because we've... Unity, 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 unity. Well, after all, Brother Ronnie, we're supposed to have unity of the Spirit. Of the... Not unity of our flesh. Unity of the Spirit. And this life of condemnation, in other words, the sentence of this, you're going to be condemned to say like this. These four children, it started off by murmuring. You know what murmuring is? It's speaking to self in low speech and griping about something you're not satisfied with. Any, any in here be truthful about yourself? I, I tell you what, we'll talk about the person sitting next to you. <laughs> How many of you believe the person sitting next to you has ever murmured? If you don't raise your hand, then you don't, you don't understand fallen human nature. It murmurs. What is the tendency? Guess what? Nita was talking about them murmuring. And it opened the door to where they could not get the answer about a situation. Murmuring. And then it gets more aggressive. The second child is complaining. Now we're not just speaking in low speech to ourselves. We are letting everybody else know we are displeased. <laughs> Glory to God. And then it gets to the point that we are, guess what we're doing? We're not just complaining, we're in strife about it. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this story. And I never forget, we went to a minister's conference in Victoria. We was on our way back after the service that, that night. We'd spent a, a day or two there. We was on our way back. And I, I won't go into long details, but me and Zona were in, got in, I got into complaining. 
And then me and Zona got into strife about those services. We're on our way back from Victoria, and before we, about halfway between Victoria and Quero, it's like midnight. And all our lights went out on the vehicle. Just went out. I couldn't get them to work. I didn't even have dashboard lights. All I could make work was my flashers. Now we're out here in no man's land. Midnight. It's not like it is today. When, 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 this is how many years ago? We lived behind the church, didn't we? It's over 30 years ago, so there wasn't out, anything out there. There's no place to even try to find a, a motel room. What are we going to do? I don't want to be out here. She doesn't want to be out here. In the middle of the night, pitch dark, have, I don't have a flashlight, nothing. And immediately, we forgot about strife. <laughs> Guess what we started doing? Praying. And we moved out of English into tongues. <laughs> and the only thing I knew to do was, I said, put my emergency flashers on. So you know what I did? There was nobody on the highway. So I put my emergency flashers on and put the stripe right in the middle of the car. Because I couldn't tell what was on the right hand and on the left hand and when it was going to turn and all that. But if I had that stripe where I could see... Then when we see a car coming, we'd pull over to the side. Let the car pass. Either way. Now, it took us a long time to get home, but we drove home that night with nothing but emergency flashers. Now, I am convinced to this day what started it was Zona Strife. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I, I'm the one that started off murmuring and complaining. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, we got to move on. I'm just giving you. Now, the next thing after strife, it brings you into what? Bondage. It brings you into bondage. Turn to your neighbor and say, quit dating. Quit dating or entertaining Convenience and compromise. You'll find yourself marrying it. Don't, don't, just don't date it. If anything's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Don't compromise. Say that with me out loud. Don't compromise. You got it. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. Halfway is wrong. It's better to be thorough than a band-aid. Here we are, major situations, life and death situations, and we're trying to put a band-aid on it. How many of y'all hearing something? How many of you not watching your watch? Just a few. I'm going to take as long as I need to finish. Because the, the backside of this is something wonderful. Everybody say wonderful. How many of you want to hear the good news? All right. There's another couple that married. Conviction 
married commitment. Glory to God. They lived a life of confidence, no matter their surroundings. Conviction, married commitment, and they lived a life of confidence. You know, I've met a lot of people as a pastor, seen a lot of people come and go. And what I have found out through these years, is that people get convicted, but they never intertwine it, marry it with commitment. They never do. And because they don't, they don't live a life of confidence. They let the opinions of others now begin to make them think that it's all right to do things wrong part of the time. Because after all, we're just old sinners saved by grace. After all, after all, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And this is what they say. And we sin daily. That's not what the scripture says. Scripture doesn't say that. You've added it to that so you can compromise. Hello? I told you it's going to be good. Get to the good part, Pastor Ronnie. They lived a life of confidence. I want to move out of condemnation into confidence. They had four children. The first one was joy. The, say this with me. The joy of the Lord. The Lord. It's, my it's my strength. Well, guess what he had to do? He had to convince you or convict you. And then you were committed to that conviction and you live a life of joy. Joy is not about making your flesh happy. You know what, I, you know what making your flesh happy means? Is when you're sitting there watching TV. And you decide that you're hungry. And you eat the whole box. And still hungry. And then you want to know why you don't feel good. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. And then this is what you'll do. Listen very carefully. Then you'll talk about your favorite food. You'll get to talk about your favorite food. And this is what you'll say. I just love those homemade chocolate chips. I just love them. Now, something that was not meant to love, you have diverted your love for God to a cookie. <laughs> Woo-wee! Told you it was going to be good. Give you a lot of information so you can have ammunition for your neighbor. <laughs> Let's move on. Everybody say joy. joy. Glory to God. The next one, the next child is born is peace. How many of you have ever been disturbed about yourself? 
Let me, let me put it another way. How many of you ever chewed yourself out for being stupid? And you just, oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. And you won't let it go. And everybody else has let it go, but you, you won't let it go. You don't have no peace with yourself. Why? Because guess what you did? You let compromise and convenience marry. You have no peace. And God said, get conviction and commitment. Commitment means follow through. Pastor Zona went over that. We don't even have time to go. Wisdom, listen carefully. Wisdom is the follow through of knowledge. Okay? There's a lot of people got knowledge, but they have no wisdom because they don't follow through. You got to make those two come together, become intimate. After peace, listen carefully, once you've received this by taking conviction and marrying commitment, now listen carefully, how do you know when you have that? When you got something that you won't compromise on. I know my purpose, and I'm not going to compromise it, no matter the circumstance, no matter if I have to stand by myself. Does it matter if I live and die and nobody recognizes it? I have a conviction that's married to commitment. If everybody else goes to hell, I ain't going. Are you following what I'm saying? Something you're willing to die for. You know, most people have nothing to live for because they have not found the commitment of dying to something. You gotta, you gotta, die, you gotta be willing to die for something. That ain't gonna happen overnight. You gotta get the conviction of the Holy Spirit and then commit to it. Glory to God. You still here? I know I'm taking a few minutes longer, but this is, this is setting the foundation. After peace comes righteousness. It starts off joy, peace, and then righteousness. Then you'll start doing the right things. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, which we didn't have time to go to today, but I'll just give it to you. God says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Do you know your choices are recorded in heaven? A lot of times, God has to give people what they chose. Say this with me. The joy of the Lord. The it's, my it's my strength. Well, guess what he had to do? He had to convince you or convict you. And then you were committed to that conviction and you live a life of joy. Joy is not about making your flesh happy. You know what, I, you know what making your flesh happy means? Is when you're sitting there watching TV. And you decide that you're hungry. And you eat the whole box. And still hungry. And then you want to know why you don't feel good. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. And then this is what you'll do. Listen very carefully. Then you'll talk about your favorite food. You'll get to talk about your favorite food. And this is what you'll say. I just love 
those homemade chocolate chip. I just love them. Now, something that was not meant to love, you have diverted your love for God to a cookie. Told you it was going to be good. Give you a lot of information so you can have ammunition for your neighbor. <laughs> Let's move on. Everybody say joy. joy. Glory to God. The next one, the next child is born is peace. How many of you have ever been disturbed about yourself? Let me, let me put it another way. How many of you ever chewed yourself out for being stupid? And you just, oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. And you won't let it go. And everybody else let it go. But you, you won't let it go. You don't have no peace with yourself. Why? Because guess what you did? You let compromise and convenience, you have no peace. And God said, get conviction and commitment. Commitment means follow through. Pastor Zona went over that. We don't even have time to go. Wisdom, listen carefully. Wisdom is the follow through of knowledge. Okay? There's a lot of people got knowledge, but they have no wisdom. Because they don't follow through. You got to make those two come together. Become intimate. After peace, listen carefully. Once you've received this by taking conviction and marrying commitment. Now listen carefully. How do you know when you have that? When you got something that you won't compromise on. I know my purpose and I'm not going to compromise it, no matter the circumstance, no matter if I have to stand by myself, doesn't matter if I live and die and nobody recognizes it, I have a conviction that's married to commitment. If everybody else goes to hell, I ain't going. Are you following what I'm saying? Something you're willing to die for. And most people have nothing to live for because they have not found the commitment of dying to something. You gotta, you gotta, die, you gotta be willing to die for something. That ain't gonna happen overnight. You gotta get the conviction of the Holy Spirit and then commit to it. Glory to God. You still here? Yes. I know I'm taking a few minutes longer, but this is, this is setting the foundation. After peace comes righteousness. It starts off joy, peace, and then righteousness. Then you'll start doing the right things. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, which we didn't have time to go to today, but I'll just give it to you. God says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Do you know your choices are recorded in heaven? A lot of times, God has to give people what they chose. And then they blame it on God. And all they had to do is just make a God choice. 
You follow? You make a God choice, then God can give you what he wants you to have. Most people go to church to find out how to get God blessed what they want to do. Most of the counseling sessions that Zona and I have ever had with anybody, well, i got to talk to you. i got to meet with you. After we got through meeting with them, all we found out was they want us to okay what they want to do. And guess what? They're going to do what they want to do regardless of what we say. So we come to the conclusion, there is no sense in wasting my time with a bunch of counseling if you ain't going to pay attention to what's being taught in the services. Why should I spend two hours haggling with you about something if you're not going to submit to God anyway? You got to commit to it. All right, watch this. Are you listening? The next child, after making the right choices, righteousness, is freedom. Everybody say freedom. freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. How many of you want to be free of about 20 pounds of fat? You gotta make a different choice. You gotta be led by the Spirit. How many of you want this year to be a time where you're freed from debt? Then you gotta make a different choice. Those, listen carefully, those that learn what I'm talking about this year are gonna have the retribution of a reward from making the right choices. Those that do not are going to have the retribution of their consequences. I mean, the consequences of their choices. He said, I set before you blessing, cursing, life, and death. Therefore, choose life. He didn't even trust you on your own. He told you what to choose. He goes on to say why, verse 30. And he says, so thou may love the Lord thy God and to keep his commandments so that you may be able to love. Do you know a lot of God's people say they love God? Oh, I just love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Go right out the door and make a devil's choice. And don't know why they're in bondage. God, why won't you deliver me? Why won't you deliver me? I have to give you the consequences of your choices. Are y'all following me? Now, let's go back before we close. What did we start off with? Psalms 119, verse 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet. In other words, it gives me light to know what to choose. At this step. You follow? And the more I get light from the word to make this choice now, God is going to make clear the path. That I'm on the right course for the right end or the destination. You follow? But it has to start off a step at a time. Everybody say step at a time. Glory to God. 
We talk about miracles. Miracles don't just happen. They were chosen. They were chosen. Listen to what Psalm, uh, Proverbs 4, 7 says. Get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. For wisdom, it starts off, I'm kind of paraphrasing, is the principal thing. We can say it another way. God's wisdom is the fundamental basis for you to have a life that has expectation instead of regret. Now, I want to give this to you. These are the last two things. Well, the last one. Wisdom's light has a progression. The first one is light, wisdom's light gives you knowledge. Correct and precise information. Or we'll say it another way, revelation. Which leads to understanding. Which produces discernment. Everybody say discernment. You know what discernment is? Discernment is being able to distinguish. In fact, it indicates that there's some prejudice involved. In other words, the wisdom of God will bring me information that will help me to distinguish and separate a bad choice from a good choice. And will help me, listen carefully, help me to be prejudiced towards good and prejudiced against bad. We use prejudice in one form only. We use prejudice in the form of the color of skin. Now listen very, very carefully. He's closing his Bible. Listen very carefully. The Bible says no, no man. That means woman, no mankind. After the flesh. What does that mean? Quit listening to the lies of the devil about the color of skin. If the longer, listen, oh my goodness. Most of our, what's the word that I want when we talk about uh, the word that I want? Thank you, Jesus. When we talk about people's background, culture, culture, I guess, and we have a group of people and we judge them by the color of their skin and they have a certain culture. Okay? That's a lie of the devil to keep you in the dark. If you don't think your ethnic group has changed 
cultures. It's because you have been blinded by the lie. Listen, I've probably got Heinz 57 in my physical background. Let's suppose that I have a mixture of English, Irish, Scottish. Somewhere in there's there's supposed to be Indian. Somewhere in there's supposed to be, you know, on my dad's side, one of my great ancestors married a woman from Spain. So I got all, tell me, tell me now, which culture is supposed to be dominant? Am I supposed to be 30% Irish? Are you following what I'm saying? You've let the devil focus on earthly, fleshly things that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. In fact, for a long time, you thought I was Mexican. Man, I know enchiladas. I know frijoles. Are you following me? That is not, listen, that, full, that food right there is not the culture of Irish. Are you following me? My point is, if you take the pride of fallen human nature and let that dominate, you're going to miss everything that God has to say about spiritual matters. And you're going to wind up having convenience and compromise Mary. No, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. We talk about it all the time, but we don't really mean it. God looks at the heart. I love Jesus. I love him because he's so true to me. I mean, he just puts it. Right? Ronnie, I love you so much, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Glory to God. How many of you want to hear from God? Then it's going to be truth. Father, I thank you right now. Glory to God. Yes, hallelujah. This is what I'm going to do. I think we got instruction from the Lord. I wondered how we were going to deal with this. If you've had some things in your life this is not condemnation. In fact, what, what it is, is to, to deliver you from condemnation. You've had some things in your life that you've compromised for convenience on. Holy Spirit, convict us now. I want you to get out of your seat and come down to the front. Right now. You that are viewing by live stream, don't, at least stand up where you're at. Why, why, are you, why are we doing it? Because we're not just going to let conviction move us. We're going to commit. I'm, not, I'm, I'm tired of having this same thing happen over and over and over again. What we blame on our ancestors is a lie of the devil. In fact, I'm convinced that a lot of people say, make this statement, well, now I inherited how I inherited high cholesterol. No, you didn't. 
That's a, that, that is nothing more than a lifestyle of habitual choices. Medical science will say, well, now you're just born with that. You was born with that because your parents chose bad habits and now you don't want to break that habit. Loved you, Jesus. How many of you want, how many of you want good health? I, I don't want to just keep getting healing. I want health. I want wealth. I want what's right. Glory to God. All right. Lift your hands to heaven. Now, Father, we've heard what you had to say. Holy Spirit, you have convicted us. We got out of our seat and made a choice. We recognize your conviction. We don't want this lifestyle. We don't want to be condemned to stay here. We want conviction to marry commitment. We want to make a choice of wisdom. Say this with me out loud. Today, Today I, recognize conviction, I recognize conviction. And by the grace of Almighty God, the of Almighty God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I marry that commitment. I mean that conviction. Say that with me. That conviction with commitment. I commit my life to this conviction. I won't compromise anymore. I won't live a life of convenience. Today I declare January the 8th, 2023 that I will not submit to the opinions of my flesh or others. I won't live my life in the path of what others do. Today I decree and I declare my life was born of God. I belong to Him. And today I declare that the devil has no right to me. Today I choose the path of the light of God's Word by letting God, giving me His Word, a lamp unto every step of my life. In the name of Jesus. I will become diligent to investigate the Word of God. I must hear from you daily. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you said you would bring all things to remembrance that the Word of God says. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are going to deal with me. You're going to make the Word of God echo in my heart as I feed my heart the Word of God. I will become Spirit-led. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much. 
Glory be to God. You are making a choice of freedom. Glory be to God. Your status quo is broken and the mountains are being removed. Glory be to God. I want you, out of your own words right now, in fact, all of you that are in the auditorium as well, I want you to take a moment and I want you to start thanking God. If you want to know a key, you start thanking God for this. Thank you, Jesus, for your conviction. Thank you for the Holy Ghost conviction. I want to say thank you that you love me, to correct me, instruct me, rebuke me if necessary, but lead me in the paths of righteousness. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for learning the path of repentance when needed. Glory be to God. Lord, we apply our heart to get wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the spirit of humility, teachableness. Glory be to God. Now, Father, I thank you for every person in the sound of my voice that they invite the great teacher in, the Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us into truth. Fill every person in the sound of my voice with the Holy Ghost so the great teacher can lead us. Say this with me out loud. Thank you, Jesus, for filling me with the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We give you praise today. Now, Father... I thank you that health will be restored. We'll walk in the paths of righteousness. Wisdom will produce prosperity. Glory be to God. Now, Lord, we leave this place today. We thank you for your grace surrounding us like a shield, following us everywhere we go. The voice of another we won't follow. We thank you, Lord, that you have given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke. We declare. Say this with me out loud. I declare. I declare in the name of Jesus, Jesus. there will be, no be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, I thank you that you feel us so full of your love. And as we go out into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, your love would you just ooze out of us and touch every person with the truth of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to remind you that oil classes will begin on January the 29th. We have uh, three sets of classes that will begin, and they'll ask, last for eight weeks. We're going to give intense, intense time for eight weeks. Okay? Now, I want you to remember something. The key is being a disciple. When the disciples, when the word of God increased, the number of disciples multiplied. The word of God has to increase. So January the 29th, on Sunday evening, we will start the, 
It's 20 bucks for the material, okay? And we're gonna go right into teaching and listen. We're gonna we, we, we're get word fed so we can be spirit led. Glory to God. Give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm glad you were here today. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.